When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And today is Wednesday, September the 2nd. And uh, Chris, I got to tell you, I feel like I'm living in bizarro world right now because, you know, the story came out this morning that it was Clay Travis that actually uh, set up the Big Ten President Trump phone call. Did you see this? I did not. I missed that completely. Yeah, he's the one that actually negotiated the call, set the, like, not negotiated, but, like, set it up where President Trump called Kevin Warren and discussed, hey, we'll give you whatever you need, just start football. I I feel like I, I don't know what's going on in this world anymore. Well, I don't know. Well, listen, now, hang on. Let's not get too right. Trump has gone on with David Portnoy from Barstool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just he was He was scheduled to today meet with uh, Adam Carolla and do an interview with him. I think Trump is reaching out to alternative media outlets because he's done with basically the news media outlets that usually cover him. And and so Clay Travis is obviously in the same realm of True. Pornoy and Corolla and those guys. So that doesn't surprise me at all. He's himself in that direction um, and, and, and thinks that he will probably get shown in a more fair light in his eyes by those guys than he is by the popular media right now. So, so that doesn't surprise me at all. I I just, I just think this is the new way of the world by his standards and what he's doing. You might be right. You might be, it's just, it's strange to see Clay Travis, a guy that is so embedded in sec culture, uh, being the one to try and get big 10 football back. It's, it's very weird, very weird. And, And then to have the president of the country calling a, a college football commissioner, to try and get, I mean, it's we are living in in strange times, my friend. Strange times. Uh, let's go on and do the uh, the rundown right quick. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. That has got all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms. You want to find any of our SBR stuff, etc. Uh, we are going to have links and whatnot over there. You can find it very easily. Uh, so go on and knock that out. All of the videos and whatnot will be posted over there as well, uh, so you can stay up to date with all of our college football stuff, etc. Uh, obviously, we're going through NFL previews and whatnot uh, on on this show, 
But all of our college football stuff will be over there. So uh, go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. You can also find us there. My uh, betting picks are up. Chris's will be up there shortly. Uh, and all of our videos, etc. You can find them on the SBR YouTube page. So make sure that you are subscribed over there as well. Um, man, you know what? Let's, uh, oh, hey, Matt jumps in on the chat, by the way. Anybody else that wants to dive into the chat, you can do that. Any of your platforms that you're using, Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, you can dive in. Bottom left-hand corner of the screen is where it's going to populate. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. It's all going to jump in right there. You can be part of the conversation. You can help drive uh, the narrative of the show. So feel free to dive in there, and uh, and let's let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. Ah, podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast in case you missed the live show. Leave a nice review, all that kind of stuff. First topic of the day, and it is a massive one, Georgia quarterback Jamie Newman has opted out of the 2020 season. Now, we gave Kirby Smart some flack for going and getting JT Daniels, right? Now, part of me wonders, would Newman have opted out if Daniels wasn't there? Uh, but the other side of me is, you know, hey, good on you for making sure that your team was prepared because, you know, injuries happen, all this stuff happens, you know, you got to make sure that you got guys. Um, but I am curious why we are seeing guys like Jamie Newman. Now, Jamar Chase, for LSU, it made sense. Tyler Shelvin, even. It made sense, right? Because those guys are expected to be high first-round draft picks. Your stock isn't going to get any higher than it was for LSU back in January. If you are Jamie Newman, you've got some hype, but you also don't have a ton of it on on film yet. So this was going to be your shot to get in there and become a first-round draft pick and really show that you've got the goods to be able to do something and now he's opting out, and he's going to prepare for the 2021 NFL draft. Now, NFL teams do draft based on potential. We have seen that before. We will continue to see it. I'm curious your thoughts here, Chris. Uh, it, it just seems like odd timing for them to, um, or for him to go on and opt out right now. No, I think he's lost the job. That's it. I don't. I don't think this is Kirby Smart was smart to do something else. Okay, I think if. If he doesn't get the transfer, this kid's going to play because he's going to be the starting quarterback for Georgia going into this season. And people think Georgia has a really good shot at winning a national championship this year because it's a weird-ass year, and they're one of the most talented teams. So there's no doubt in my mind he stays and he plays. Okay. okay. So 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 this is not a he was prepared and he got this guy. If he doesn't go out and get – listen – he would have right now Justin Fields if he doesn't try to hoard every quarterback possible known to man. That's, he would have Justin true. Fields, the best quarterback in the country, outside of maybe, maybe possibly Trevor Lawrence. So I, I don't I don't think his just always making sure he has the best possible backup behind everyone that, that hasn't benefited him or helped him in any way, shape, form, or fashion as he's gone. And at some point in time, if he was an intelligent person, he would recruit a kid, he would get one of these number one guys, and then he would support and back up that number one guy. But until he chooses to do that, this is going to continue to happen, and he's got to hope that the one he keeps is the one that's good. Yeah. But so far, that hasn't been it. Jacob Beeson wasn't nearly as good as Justin Fields, all right? That's true. Neither, and, and absolutely neither was from, okay? Not even close, not close. Yeah, I mean, Eason, I think Eason was already gone by the time Fields was there, right? It, so, 
And no, he, I think he, Eason was. I think Fields came in while Eason was there. Now he, Eason left uh, after the season before Fields came in. So, and that's when. Yes, yeah, that's right. Because okay. Fields' first season was uh, was the year that he was backing up from, and and it was just strange, right? Very, very strange. That's fine. Uh, but either but way, e- but either way, yeah. either way, this is this is what's going to keep happening. And Kirby bringing all of them in is great. The fact that you can get all of these guys to come, hell of a sales job. That I don't know how he's doing it because I've listened to the man talk. All right, I got no. It's it's all weird to me. Okay? He's got a good staff. But I'm, but I'm telling you this, at some point in time, somebody has to say, we need to pick one of these kids, and then we need to support that kid going forward. Yeah, support that kid and, and bring in, you know, some of the, uh, the not as highly regarded prospects and develop them. And develop them, yeah. yes. No, you're that's right. exactly I mean, that's, what other programs do. That's, that's what Clemson does. That is what if you look because if you keep losing these guys, you you got a 50-50 shot of losing the wrong one. And so far, I don't know that he's lost the right one yet. You might be right about that. I think Dan sure hadn't lost it with Fields. That's obvious. That's clear and apparent he lost that one. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's uh so so JT Daniels is gonna be the guy. He still has not been cleared for contact yet. Now I would yeah. imagine that is going to change eventually. He has been scrimmaging, um, you know. I that's the way it goes, right? I, I think he's going to be fine. I think they're going to clear him. Obviously, in this situation, I think they're going to have to clear him um, because other than that, you you've got guys with zero experience whatsoever coming in. Uh, but it does suck for Georgia because you thought this was going to be a really big year and you have wasted first team reps on on a guy that's not there. You have that's really right. worked on a guy that's just not going to be there anymore. So right. it's uh, it's wasting time, and, and you hate to see that. Now, obviously, you don't want the kid to uh, to play if he doesn't feel comfortable, but, man, it's... I it. don't think this is a comfort thing. I think this, he knows that this is going to be a weird year, and if he can't start this year, then I don't... I don't what, what How much football is left? Does he have a chance at the NFL? Right now, he's a maybe. He's got potential. And so the NFL can go off of that, and that can sometimes get you drafted. But if he if he sits, then then it's then it's rough. Yeah, people are going to say you couldn't beat JT Daniels out. Yeah, that's that'll be the question. That will be the question. Um, so with that said, let's move on. Let's talk about the NCAA right quick. And the NCAA announced today that they are furloughing all six hundred plus employees that they have set up in Indianapolis at their headquarters. The fact that they um, have 600 employees is insane to me. It, it's pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts. Um, and with that, you know, they're furloughing them for three to eight weeks. So the majority of them more than likely up to two months. And this basically means we ain't getting any kind of cases solved with this FBI, you know, college basketball stuff. Um, any kind of news that we needed to find out as far as start dates and all that kind of stuff. I believe it starts next week. Uh, we're going to be getting some some news drops, you know, this weekend before Monday, before everybody goes on furlough. And and then that'll be it, you know. I, I'm curious about this. 600 employees is a lot. Um, what do man, they do? And that's a great question. I would, I would like, listen, it is basically, it is, it is taxpayers' money that funds this thing because – I would say 90-something percent of these schools are all state schools. I would like to have a, a, a job description of what all 600 of these people do. 
I would take a weekend and read through that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could obviously. I think we could probably find that because I think it's public. Um, I mean, what yeah. what in the world could they possibly do? Because these this is an organization that doesn't do. They're known for not doing anything. Well, I mean, they've got uh, they got social media people. They got website designers. They got you oh, know Jesus Christ. <laughs> they got what all kind of stuff about. Um, and and oh. the majority of the stuff that uh, that goes on, the people that are members of the uh, the committee on infractions and all that, uh, those guys are actually members of the uh, member institutions, right? It's presidents and ADs and all that kind of commissioners and whatever else. So so the fact that they're furlong, guess what? Nothing in all of college sports is going to be changed because it's a group of people that don't do shit. Yeah, but this also means that you ain't going to see any rule changes. You ain't going to see, I mean, this is going through the beginning of uh, football season. This is going through... Uh, it's not going to run into the beginning of basketball, which, by the way, it looks like it's going to start November 25th now, so right before Thanksgiving weekend and all that. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But it did shock me that they are going to furlough these guys for up to eight weeks. Uh, that's a pretty the long be, the time. The best thing that could happen is, is these people don't work for eight weeks, and all these school presidents realize, we don't need these people. Wait, nothing, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we paying Mark Emmert $3 million? Somebody please just... We, we need to stop. You, this is you know why. This is just complete madness. You know why they pay Mark Emmert $3 million? No, I really don't, Gary. Yeah. It's not like he doesn't take bullets for them like a commissioner does. Well, that's uh, that's exactly what he does. But he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He takes the he beatings. He leaves them out to hang. That, it leaves who? The the school presidents and the yes. commissioners and what? Eh. I don't know, man. He he takes oh, a pretty so good beating took, in the media. So he took charge, and he's taking the beating for the Big Ten and the Pac-12 not playing? All these people pissed off and upset. They're all mad at no, Mark. No, 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 no. They all understand that it, that ain't that ain't on him because it, the NCAA has nothing to do with the FBS. But that's what I'm saying. Football. It doesn't do anything, Gary. Yeah, but he does for all of the other sports, and that's where oh, nobody we don't have to argue about this. About any of those, sports. I know. But the, look, the courts took away the NCAA's right to rule over. Division one college football, or at least the FBS yeah, side, of it, it. It, and they should take away his right to rule over anything. Yeah, now we we've been on the same page on this for a long time. Like we, the NCAA is is outdated. I don't, and and I don't mean yeah, I don't mean to make this a personal attack on Mark because he is the face of that organization that does not need to exist. Yeah. They were founded for the sole purpose of providing safety for student athletes. And now they're so bad at their job, another nonprofit organization had to be created to take over protecting the safety of student athletes and advocating for the safety of them. We have an organization that was founded with this principle in mind, and they're so bad at it, and they've changed so much of who they are and what they were founded on that another organization had to be created to take over that job, which means we no longer need all these bastards. It's. I can tell you this. I know that if I mention those four letters, I know what I'm getting from you. But, <laughs> I know you're going to be fired up. I just don't understand what they do. I just want I don't know that somebody does. to show me what they do. The inst- the FBI found some tapes, but based on a, a real legitimate investigation from a real legal arm of the law. Okay. And that's the only reason they have any of the information that they have to try to enforce any kind of their cockamamie bullshit made up rules. Everybody's breaking them, and they only go after the ones where the the the, the evidence just falls in their lap. 
But that's and the then, only thing they can do because they, they, they were not they granted take, subpoena power. And then they take all that information, they go find all these other kids that have incentives to try and get that school in trouble and dime them out as to what they were offered. Not actually paid. See, this is one of those situations where if me and you get into an argument and I want to whip your ass or you want to whip my ass, that's not against the law. But when one of us actually whips the other one's ass, that is against the law. And now they're taking all these kids, and they said, LSU wanted to pay me money. Kansas wanted to pay me money. Did Kansas actually pay you? No, but they offered me. Well, that is not against the law. They didn't actually complete the transaction, which just creates the crime. But we're going to lock them all up. Why? Because we have to show people, we have to put on this parade, this song and pony dance that says we are doing something. You have to keep us around because we are needed. And you're not. You're just not. The commissioners of each conference can do this. And I assure you, the commissioners would do a fine job of being fair because they have, in the SEC's case, 13 other schools making sure that guy follows the book. Yeah. yeah. You don't need a, pres- a, a one guy over the NCAA doing all this. That's bullshit. You're right. You used the word that's the right word for it. It's out of date. There was a day and a time where it was probably needed, but that was also a day and a time where kids were getting killed right and left playing college sports and nobody gave a shit. And now the NCAA doesn't even protect that anymore. Yeah, you're right. I love when you get passionate about these things. Like, it, this is so completely off from what the actual topic was about them furloughing 600-plus people. But, I, well, I, but when I, I bring it up, the, I know what I'm getting. At, at the end of the day, let's say this. I'm very happy that those – I'm sorry for the individuals that might struggle to pay their bills and all this stuff. That's – COVID's been tough on all of us, all right? Lots of us have taken pay cuts. I fortunately have not. I'm going to knock on wood here. But a lot of other people have, okay? Yeah. Now, with that being said, I'm very glad this organization is furloughing everyone and I hope that it ends up with them not existing anymore. These people are good at their jobs. They can go find other jobs at reputable places where they can be proud to work for somebody. That's a, that's a really good way of putting that. So let's, let's dive off of that one. Let's talk about Kirk Cousins right quick. And, and the only question that I have for you is, why in the world are we vilifying this guy? Uh, oh to, to give everybody a brief rundown, because if you've seen it at all on social media today, it has been... Nothing but, you know, he's he's not scared of the coronavirus. He doesn't want to wear, he doesn't believe in wearing masks and da-da-da-da. If you actually go and read or listen to what he said, he said that he's not scared of it. Um, if he gets it, you know, so be it, whatever. He'll just, he'll live with it and he'll get through it. And that he still wears his mask out of courtesy and caution for other people. Isn't that exactly what we want? I mean, I don't understand why people are are hating on this guy. I mean, if you want to hate on him, you can you can hate on him for trying to hire Creed to play like a a private party. Like that is what you can hate on him for. I don't hate on him. I liked Creed back in the day. You know, whatever. Every everybody makes fun of Creed. Had that Creed album. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all we all did. Everybody bought that album. Everybody did. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't have gotten as popular as they got when they got it if we all didn't buy that shit. You got to act like you didn't. So here's the thing. All right. This is this is the problem that we have. This is we attack cancel culture a lot. I don't know that people are trying to cancel him so much as they're just trying to shame him, whatever. This is the issue that we have, 
And the only way I know to think of it is this is the problem we have are the extremes. The extreme left is very mad because wearing your mask isn't good enough. We have to indoctrinate. You have to believe exactly like us. You have to do it the exact right way or it's not good enough. And, and therein lies the problem of you've got a lot of people that live in this middle road. Okay. And, and some of us might have our leanings here and some of us might have our leanings here, but we're really just normal, decent people. And you've got a lot of insane assholes that live on the extreme edges of life that are right and left. Okay. And all I know to think is if you're more right leaning, I believe that it is your job. It is your responsibility, not the left side, but your job to take those extreme alt-right people and lock their ass in a locker and beat the shit out of them. Just, just you control your, not necessarily physically hurt them, but you stand up to them. You tell them, shut up. You are making our country a worse place to live. You are causing problems. Don't worry about all the people that disagree with them. We agree on 90% of the things, but you're an extreme egomaniac on, on these things, and you need to back the hell up. The left need to do the exact same thing. Get your own houses in order, and let's get us a little bit closer to the center. Let's bring us a little bit closer back together. The problem is, is when one goes a little farther, the other extreme goes a little farther, and we're just getting farther apart, and everybody in the middle is just looking around like, we don't really know what to do. It's it's well, the uh, the meme of uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction where he's... Yeah, know, he's just looking wandering around. around, looking like at a grocery <laughs> store, just, you know, but that's that's it and the only solution i know is is i do really genuinely feel myself to be right down the middle i know that's a cop out you know i don't like that pick a lane pick a side i'm just i'm very much always been that way about everything I mean, else it, you you and i both this, are extremely moderate and that's it yeah. it feels rare nowadays but i don't think it is but i do i do make a point that if somebody's going a little extreme either direction I kind of try to say, this is my job. I, I have a, but these are people that I have a relationship with. It's not a stranger in a grocery store that I'm trying to, because here's the problem, okay? This is the issue. Let's say Kirk Cousins is probably very conservative, okay? I, I would assume that he is, but that's me making an assumption. I don't know anything about the man, okay? Yeah. If you're on the left side of most things, and you would like to have an intelligent adult conversation, therein lies the problem. I don't think anybody wants to actually have an intelligent adult conversation. But if you do, and you would like to try to convince him to see the world a little bit more your way, yelling at him and shaming him isn't going to do that. Agreed. So you're, you're not actually accomplishing anything. You're just yelling and screaming. And at some point in time, the people yelling and screaming, wouldn't you like to just step back and take a breath and just relax a little bit and just chill out and calm down and say, hey, let's let's see, can we find anything that we agree on? And then let's see if we can build from there. Yeah. And that's how our relationship actually gets built. He's doing what you ask him to do. He's wearing the damn mask. I know a lot of people that say, F it, I ain't wearing the thing, Okay. I appreciate the fact that people at least still wear it. I don't care if you believe that it's helping or not. Are you doing it? Because because the the virus damn sure doesn't care what you believe or don't believe. You got that. It right. just cares. Are you wearing it or not? That's yeah. it. Uh, jumping in on the comments here. Uh, first off, Alonzo Chico jumps in and said, "Go Gators, Kyle Trask for Heisman." Uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> Matt jumps in and said, uh, "People tend to think that if you're left leaning, you are all the way left." 
Or if you're right, you're all the way right. Most people oh. don't see it as a scale. He said, I like some views on the left and some on the right. Uh, Reagan said that the U.S. is moderate right. We, I mean, we were when Reagan was yeah. president. We absolutely were, which is why a lot of people thought he was a pretty good president. Yeah, and, and that's the way it goes. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more people that just aren't as loud on social media and on TV and whatnot. There's a lot more people in the world that are moderate and, and just want you know, they the don't country speak to be up. successful. And, and a, a lot of it is, is that I don't, they don't know how to speak up. Yeah. Because you get shouted down by these other people. These other people are insane. And it's not just the left. I'm using my left hand here. It's it's the same on the right. They will yeah. shout you down. They will hunt you down. They will find you. And they will. some of them will physically attack you. Most of them will just berate you to try to make themselves feel bigger and better about themselves. Well, especially but, on, on social media. I mean, it's yes. a Yeah, because everybody, well, we all get woke points, see. If you if you shout them down on social media, you get you get extra points. So when you end up in heaven, you you get like fairy dust and stuff. <laughs> These other people don't get that. Uh, Matt said, when you get shamed for your views by the extremists, you just get quiet and make your decision in a voting booth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that's a hundred percent right. All right, that's enough politics for today. Um, right. Let's let's dive into our NFL previews, and we are going to start with the AFC South today. So we are going to cover the AFC South, and the NFC South. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, we'll go ahead and fire into the Houston Texans. Went 10-6 and six last year. Not too shabby. Uh, their win total right now as it sits, and we're going to use five dimes today. Uh, their win total is at eight. To go over is plus 100. To go under is minus 120. So they think it is more likely that they will go under. Um, to win the division, they are plus 330. Coach is Bill O'Brien, and he is maybe the worst GM ever at making trades. He is absolutely awful. If you look at the Hopkins trade, if you look at what they gave up to uh, to get, oh, God, I had his name on the tip of my tongue. Um, well, they got rid of Clowney for nothing, too. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they got rid of him for nothing. But uh, what was the... the uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks it, no, they got in. Yeah, they got Cooks, but they gave up too much for him. What The, yep. the offensive lineman from the Dolphins... Oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, Tunstall. Yes, Laramie. Yes, Laramie Tunstall. Um, oh boy. So you know they they gave up they gave up, up, up two firsts for him Ooh. and then still had to pay him. You know, I mean it's yeah, just and, insane. And it paid paid for him on this way and then paid up for him on the back end. Exactly. So, um, so last year offense pretty good. Number twelve in yards per play, five point seven yards per play last year. Defensive yards per play six point one. That was number thirty two. Worst in football. Now, it's I, not it, good, is it? That surprised me. That, but wait a minute, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't, I can't understand this. JJ Watts on this football team, Gary. <laughs> the, 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 hang on now, hang on. Are you telling me that JJ Watt didn't cure all the ails of the defense for the Texans? I know, right? Isn't it? Because it, I'm it's pretty crazy. sure everybody in the world has convinced me that JJ Watt is God's gift to defense and football. Yeah, and I if think- he's on the team. We're going to mic him up, and he's going to shout, and he's going to yell all the right things. Now, he's not going to make any sacks. He hadn't done that in a couple of years. He's not going to make it through an entire game. No, he can't do that either. But J.J. Watt, 
he's supposed to be a game changer, right? Their game changer is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is the guy. Um, look, they got they still got wide receiver Will Fuller on offense. They brought in Brandon Cook. They got Randall Cobb. Um, you know, okay. The the issue with Fuller is that he can't stay healthy. He hadn't played all sixteen games in a season ever. It's never happened. Um, I brought up the stat to you last year how much more successful their offense is when he's on the field. But can you trust him to be on the field all the time? And he's proven right now, no. Uh, on defense, you know, they are going to lean on rookie defensive tackle Ross Blacklock. Uh, I believe the kid was from uh, TCU, right? That is um, too much to put on a rookie. That defense is not good enough. I know, right? Uh, they they are going to depend on him. And, they, I mean, they brought in some, some guys to help shore up the secondary. But the secondary was atrocious against the pass last year. Just I don't, I don't I don't trust it. On top of that, turnover margin was number 15. They evened out at 0.0. So, um, with that said, I I just don't see a whole lot that I like from this team, but I do like Watson. Like, I, I, I like Watson. I trust him. I, I've got him going 8-8, eight and eight, um, okay. which is exactly what the win total is. We're close here. We're but I, close. I, I, don't, I don't like the team. I don't like the direction that they're going. So, I got him 9-7, and seven, and I'll tell you why. Bill O'Brien, for... All of his badness of being a GM, and it's all real, and it's true, and it's legit. He's actually a really good coach. Yeah. Like, when the game starts, he he's pretty good at what he does. I think they'll be fine because of Watson. I think the, this division's not super tough. You have a team in this division that you get to play twice that's openly trying to tank, I believe. And so, that, you know, if you can chalk up two Ws there and then just, you know, when, you know, I guess basically my logic is, is can you win seven games and beat the Jags twice? Um, I can get you to nine and seven. Uh, that's, that's all I can think of here. I, I, but Watson is Watson's it. If, if Watson can be all things to all people, that's awesome. You're putting way too much on him. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you all I can hope for is after this season, he is disgruntled and he is ready to leave and he finds himself a home in the <laughs> north side of Boston. I knew where this was going the whole time. The whole time. All he right. would look wonderful. Same colors, just a little bit different arrangement. Yes, agreed, agreed. All right, let's uh, let's dive into the Indianapolis Colts, who went 7-9 and nine last year with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Um, offensive numbers were not good. They were pretty awful in the passing game. The rushing game was not bad, though. Obviously, Marlon Mack and, and that bunch. Uh, win total this year is eight and a half to go over is minus 135 to go under is plus 115. So they think it is significantly more likely that they will go over the eight and a half to win the division. They are your favorites to win the division at plus 120. Kind of surprised me. Uh, Frank Reich in his third season. Let's, uh, let's go through the yards per play and all the stats and whatnot. Uh, yards per play. 5.2 5.2 on offense. That is good for number 24. So that was that was not great. Uh, defensive yards per play, 5.6. That was good for number 18. Again, eh, middle of the pack, whatever. Turnover margin was number 12. That is one thing that Jacoby Brissett did not do is turn the football over. He only had six interceptions last year. Uh, that's that's not awful. Phillip Rivers coming in, I, does he make them a division favorite? Like, I, I think I like him in this spot, and he and, and Reich have got some history together, but man, you know, he, he threw 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions last year. Like that's a lot of interceptions. 
Uh, I don't know that it's going to improve drastically. I mean, obviously, he gets to play the Texans twice. So, I mean, that helps. But I don't He's know, man. Jags twice. Yeah, that's okay. That's a valid point. Uh, but even then, I, th- I think the Jags have a pretty good secondary. I mean, we'll we'll get to no, them they, here. In no, look. That that team's done. Uh, they've got an average wide receiver core. Uh, they did draft Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, to come in. T. Y. Hilton didn't play well last year. Had the lowest. played hurt last year. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, he, he only had uh what forty five receptions last he's, year. He's completely healthy. He's fine. He's had a great off season. Uh, now I think he's a little banged up now, but it's just soft tissue. Stuff. He's just he's just trying to not work out because he's a veteran. He's been there forever. Paris Campbell is going to be fine. Paris Campbell is going to be good. Listen, uh, they brought I'm, in uh, DeForest I'm, Buckner. I'm I'm stopped. I'm just I'm I'm just stopping this now. This team's going 11 and 5. This team's going to dominate this division. Frank Wright is an absolute. I'm going to use the big bad word real quick, okay? I'm sorry. I apologize. I know viewers go down. I'm giving you a heads up. Okay. Frank Wright's a motherfucking wizard, okay? <laughs> okay? This guy took Nick Foles in a trash ass offense team and not only won a Super Bowl, but beat a team that did not punt the entire game, okay? Yeah. He, he, the Eagles. What have they done since since Frank Wright has left? I'll give you the answer. Nothing. Nothing. They're the equivalency of the NCAA. They're just worthless. All right? I mean, they won the they're division com- last year. They're completely worthless. <laughs> oh, okay. How good was that? How good I mean, was nine that? The weakest, seven, division, I mean, weakest division the world's ever seen. Just trash. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm telling you, Frank Wright is an absolute mastermind. The best years that uh, Phil Brevard's ever had, long time ago. He's a little long in the tooth. He's old. We're with Frank Wright as an offensive coordinator in San Diego. Okay. They brought in Jonathan Taylor, him and Marlon Mack. They're going to run the football. This is probably the best offensive line in the league. Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr., Taywa Hilton. This offense is going to roll. They are going to beat people up. They're not great on defense. But I think they're going to be good enough. I think they're going to get better on defense. I mean, they brought. I think they, they're going to get better on defense signed, because, uh, because they're Buckner. going to sustain drives a lot longer. Yeah, I like Jacoby. Jacoby played most of the year hurt last year. Okay, this is the best offensive line Philip Rivers has ever played behind in his entire life. He's been playing football for like 19 years. Okay, and every offense he's had, offensive line has been like a bottom three to bottom five offense. Okay, this is the best he's ever had. And and he is about to make everybody pay. I uh, I've got him seven nine and seven. Um, it's a, you you're going way way over the eight and a half. Uh, Eleven so, and five. And Frank Wright. Frank Wright is they're loaded on offensive talent. And Frank Wright is an absolute wizard. Okay, okay. I've I've got him nine and seven. I mean, would it shock me to see ten and six, maybe even eleven and five? If uh, if Rivers doesn't throw the ball away, if he doesn't throw it to the wrong colored shirts, then. Yeah, why not? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna justify all those wrong color shirts. They're playing from behind every game, and so he's making press passes and he's getting pressed while he's doing it constantly. That's why his interception rate was always so bad. If you watch the games and you watch the interceptions, yeah, they're bad throws, and he is being chased for his life, and he doesn't run very well. And they're behind. He's got to make a big play. They can't dink and dunk and matriculate the ball down the field. They got to score fast because because they they've sucked the entire game. Their defense has, has given up big play. He just played on bad teams. Those teams haven't been good in a while in San Diego. And then when they moved to LA, they've been even worse. I mean, other than two years ago, which I no, mean, they, even they, even two years ago, he's he carried that team. Him and Keenan Allen carried that team. Okay. 
A few players carried that team. Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa had great year. Their secondary was trash that year. Like they had like seven big players that made plays. Everybody else was from a scrap heap. You might be right. I mean, they still went like twelve. They played a professional football team like the Patriots. They got completely dismantled. Okay, and they would have gotten dismantled had they played anybody else that had a real head football coach. But they went a long time without that. Okay, okay, I'm with you. I understand where you're coming from. Um, I love this team. I love so this Colts, team this year. you you absolutely love, love the Colts. Love them. Um, let's move on. This is a team that you do not love, and I don't know that anybody does right now. That would yeah, be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, six and ten last year, which was kind of impressive. Really, if you yes. if you look at what they did, I mean, good gracious. Their win total this year is five. To go over is plus 105. To go under is minus 125. So, obviously, they expect, you know, the under. To win the division, plus 2,500. They're saying, basically, there is no way. No way. Uh, Doug Marone is the head coach entering his fourth season, and I would believe that it will be his last season because they have sold the farm uh, this is the the Gardner Minshew show. Uh, let's uh, let's dive through the stats right quick from last season. Offensive yards per play five point four. That was good for number nineteen. Defensive yards per play six point oh. That was good for number twenty nine. That is not a good number that you want to see. Turnover margin only number twenty. They they gave up point one turnovers per game, which uh, better than I anticipated. Really, um, look, it it's the Minshew show. Everything about this is the Minshew show. They just cut Leonard Fournette uh, for nothing. Said they couldn't find a trade partner, but, I mean, they don't really have a lot behind him. So, you know, what are we going to do here? They it, Everything about this team screams tank, except for they went out and they signed linebacker Joe Schobert. I, I don't understand, because he's like a good linebacker. He was good for the Browns, and they gave him some pretty significant money. Why? That, no, that made no, no sense. They to field a team. Well, I mean, I get just it. just signing for this year. It's not a one-year deal, is it? No, it's not. It's just. No, then there you go. They, they're still building a team, man. That's fine. Yeah. They're not going to, like, not sign somebody. Go ahead and get them. True. Uh, Josh Allen still got some growing to do. Has not looked great, but he's, you know, he's had flashes of brilliance. C.J. Henderson is uh, is their first-round draft pick cornerback. Uh, I think it, they got a good foundation to build on with those three guys, but. Other than that, I mean, this is... I don't is, know, man. That defense doesn't impress me at all. I mean, I, I thought no, no, Josh Allen was going to be the tits when he got into the league. He just hadn't been. Well, but he, he hasn't had any help at all. In, in <laughs> when, when you're, you're on defense and you're a pass rusher, you don't need help. You just go get the guy. No, I mean, look, for, for the Colts, I think Justin Henderson, or Justin Houston, who was not good last year, uh, I think he's going to be opened up a whole lot more this year because of DeForest Buckner coming in. Like, it, it, it's, it's another way... To open up, it, it's just like offense, where you're creating space on that defense for him to be able to get back there. Yeah. I mean, that's the deal. Good gracious, what <laughs> is that, Maui? Hell yeah, he's losing his damn mind. <laughs> I think it's storming outside. Yeah, it's, sorry, uh, it, it was doing that here. It was doing that here. Um, so with that said, like they're not very good on offense. They don't have a lot of weapons. They're not very good on defense. Don't have a lot of. Um, uh, foundational pieces. They got like three guys that I would build this defense around, but they're not there yet. Um, I, I mean, this is this is tankathon. I mean, that's a hundred percent what this is. What uh, I think I, so too. I've got them four and twelve. It. Go ahead. But I, I've got them four and twelve, and that's you know, I, and that may be nice. 
You so know? I, I got them two and 14. I actually think they're going to be more a four and 12, a six and 10 team. I, I think that's the truth. Uh, I think I was a little, I just basically, I print out a big sheet. I go down to everybody's schedule. I mark wins and losses. Then I count them up. Um, I, I think you're more close to the, to the right number than I am. Okay. Let's say that. I don't think they're going to be that bad. A, I actually think Garner means you could play. B, I think, I think this receiving quarter is pretty good. Okay. And, and I think Doug Marone's a, a pretty good head coach, to be honest with you. I just think he's been a disaster there because they just haven't supported him with any talent. We, we, we've gone through and hashed out the, you know, they've got like yeah, Tom, Tom Coughlin has yeah, done a terrible destroy, job. He, he destroyed that team. He destroyed it. And he's gone now. But, but the, the, the foundation has been crumbled, and it's got to be rebuilt. Are they going to do that around Doug Marone? Um, I don't know. I think he's a good coach. I will tell you this, the offense I trust, Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden has always had a pretty good offense. Even, I mean, even some of those bad Washington teams could put up points. It couldn't stop anybody. Some of those bad Cincinnati teams back in the day always put, I mean, we thought Andy Dalton, you know, could you win a Super Bowl? No, but could he win a couple of playoff games? Maybe. And and when Jay left, you know, it just oh, kind of completely downhill. Yeah. I think I think he's a really good OC. I, I think Marone's a really good head coach. I think they've got a lot of rebuilding to do. If I was ownership, I would be okay rebuilding around these guys. I really would. Yeah, but if that was the case, then wouldn't you want to start that right now? Or do you just well, do you yeah, tank you gotta, to? Well, you got to you. Well, I mean, you're tanking to get. Yeah, you got to tank to get picks. How? I mean, what do, what else are they supposed to do? How? What would you do to rebuild around them? You I mean, try to get questions, right? Yeah. You try to get players. It's it's just but, so strange to me to not try to win, you know. And that's what it feels like they're not. Doing. I mean, but at the same time, Miami did this last year. Yep. You know, like they that whole organization tried to tried get rid of everybody lose. that was good. Yeah, and they did get rid of everybody that was good. And, they got and, rid of them all except for Devontae Parker, and still won five games. Yeah. So. Yeah, and that's that's why you know I went four and twelve instead of two and fourteen. You're, you're, like, I assure you, I'm telling you, when we're done, your number's closer than my number. I I promise you that's going to be real. You you might be right. You I might really be believe right. that because I, I'm giving you my number. I I went through this is what I think will happen. Wins law. I didn't just look at a team, but because if you'd have just said, look at these teams, give me the record that you think they're going to be, I probably wouldn't have made the Colts eleven and five. I probably would have been ten and six. But but I also would have definitely said I think this team can win five games. It's somewhere between six and four. Six is their ceiling. I think four is their floor, and and that's the world they are. I trust. I I think this offense has too much talent. I really do. I think they're going to struggle unless they just start dealing those guys away. But the problem is those guys are all really young. Yeah, so, I mean that's that's who you would build around. Yeah. All right. Let's move into the last team in the AFC South and. That would Semi-local be semi-local team. Can we claim them as the local yeah, team? Yeah, we're going to claim them. I mean, it's a, we, look, we're based around Memphis. Uh, we love Nashville. We don't see ourselves as a stepchild yeah, this of Nashville. Is, this ain't a rivalry. We, no, we're no, all no. good. We uh, we like the Titans. We pull for the Titans. So, yes, sir. Titans. Uh, Tennessee Titans went nine and seven last year. They have gone nine and seven for four straight years, dating back to a, a different head coach ago. Uh, Mike Vrabel enters his third season. Their win total this year is eight and a half to go over is minus 115 to go under is minus 105. So they lean slightly to nine wins as opposed to eight, uh, which makes sense because they've done it for four straight years. To win the division, they are plus 200. Um, let's go through the stats right quick. Offensive yards per play, 6.0. That was good for number five in the NFL last year. 
Defensive yards per play, number 16. Gave up 5.5 per play. Turnover margin was number five. That's really good. So they uh, they gained half a turnover every single game. Uh, they signed Tannehill to a, a really massive contract. They signed Derrick Henry to a four-year, $50 million contract, which I good think was, was good pretty contract. good. Uh, I thought it was good as well. A.J. Brown, uh, I think he might be poised for a breakout year this year. I mean, the second half of last year, he really uh, opened up once he figured out that offense. Uh, they drafted running back Darrington Evans in the second round. He is going to be the backup for Derrick Henry. Yeah, he, he is not touching the field. At, you don't think he's touching the field at all? Hell no. They are going to make Henry a three-down back. Oh, I, I would almost guarantee that. But I do think you have to spell him at some point, oh, right? Oh, well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah okay, he's going to okay, see the field. But. Okay. He has, he has virtually no value other than this guy's going to rest, we're going to pass the ball. Pretty much. Pretty much. It, it's kind of it's what Deion Lewis turned into, right? Oh, so, Deion Lewis was at least, but the difference is, is Deion Lewis could block because he'd been in the Patriot system for long enough. He knew how to block when they weren't going to give him the ball. And I think that um, that's why they gave Darrington Evans, or they they drafted him. I think that's why they drafted him. Is, the problem uh, is, is he's a rookie. Rookies never know. Rookie agreed. running backs are the worst blockers in the world. Tannehill get killed if they do. Well, that. he was he was at App State. He learned under Satterfield. Like I. I trust this guy. I mean, looking at the film and whatnot, he's... Rookies just don't know how to do that, Gary. You, you might be right. You might be right, but I, I'm going to trust him. Uh, defense signed edge rusher Vic Beasley, so that's good because uh, they lost Logan Reed. They and, need uh, the help on that defense yep, bad. And they the lost Jarrell Casey. Um, and they are like the, the leaders for the... Um, oh, good gracious, what is it? Um, for the Jadavian Clowney sweepstakes. So... I don't... I don't but know I don't know who's leading wants, that. man. Yeah. I don't know what Clowney wants. I don't either. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. The Browns sense why have made a him a one-year, two-year, three-year, and four-year deal all around $17 million a year, yeah. and he has said no to all of them. So he don't want a short deal. He don't want a long deal. I don't know what the hell he wants. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? He wants $25 million a year is what he wants. Yeah. I uh, So going through the schedule, I've got them going 10 and 6, but I think I'm a little bit biased. I, if I were going to do it, I'd probably do 9 and 7 again. Well, okay. Yeah, that's not crazy. I got him 9 and 7. I think that's what this team is. And I'll tell you this. I – that turnover margin is going to regress. They're going to come closer back to the mean. They're not getting all those turnovers anymore, and they're going to actually start turning the ball over at some point in time. It's just a numbers game. Ryan Tannehill turned the ball over a little bit in, in his past life. He, he didn't just magically forget how to do that. Um, the offense protects him a lot. Henry doesn't turn the ball over. That's good. But, but at some point in time, if they keep throwing more, if they get into games where they have to throw more, the turnover margin is just going to regress back to the mean. Yeah, and you, you might be happen. right about that. One thing that we did have last year, that offensive line was really, really good. Remember, they lost Jack Conklin, uh, and they, they brought in draft pick Isaiah Wilson, and they if, expect if Wilson you, to play immediately, and he's a rookie. Yeah. If you would have asked me, and this might be where some of the Jags' wins come from, if you would have asked me what I thought this team's record was, I would have said 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight because I believe Tannehill – is going to regress back to the Tannehill we've seen in the past more. And you cannot do what they did in the playoffs, which is run Henry for a season. That's yeah. not possible. It, it, it's, a, you know, you can be Superman, but at some point in time, we're all man. So yes. um, it, it's it's just not realistic. Uh, I, I think when they're not able to do that, I think Tannehill is going to show his true colors. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's anywhere close to worth what they what they pay in him. Oh, I I agree with you. I, agree I would have you. never gone all in with Tannehill. Oh, ever. 
rookie you know, quarterbacks come in just too damn good. Yeah, it, it made no sense to me. Made no sense to me. All right, let's move into the NFC South. Um, oh, what, what did you division. what did you have nine them seven. at nine, nine and seven. seven? All right, yeah, and I had them nine and seven as well. All right, NFC South. But you said yeah, I thought you said ten and six, but it's it yeah, no, no, no. I did have ten and six. You're right. No, yeah, you're fine though. You're going to change, change. It don't matter. No, 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 no. I'll stick ten to six. It'll be fine. Maybe, maybe they'll finally get over the hump. Um, all right. With that said, NFC South starting off, the Atlanta Falcons went seven and nine last year. Look, started out the year one and seven, ended the year six and two. Uh, the tale of two seasons, I guess you could right. say. Um, so I, I, let me let me jump in here. You know how I do my little chart, right? Mm-hmm. Last year I did my chart. And when I was done, I don't look at any of the teams. I don't count up any of the wins until the whole thing is done. So I don't really know who I think is good and who I think is bad until it's over. All right? And then I had the Atlanta Falcons going 4-12. and 12. And I told you, that's wrong. I threw that sheet of paper away, and I redid it. I redid the whole thing because Atlanta was too far off. And then they started the season off 1-7. and seven, And I thought... I should have thrown that damn paper away. <laughs> I should have went with my gut. I should have went with my instincts, and I didn't. Go ahead. Their win total right now is 7.5. To go over is minus 125. To go under is plus 105. So they think it is more likely that Atlanta will get to eight wins. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Uh, to win the division, they are plus 650. Dan Quinn enters his sixth season. And this, I, I really think this is make or break year for Dan Quinn. Um Going through the stats, offensive yards per play, 5.5 yards per play was what they rolled. It was good for number 15. On defense, they gave up 5.8 yards per play. That was number 24. Uh, Neither of those numbers are very good. And their turnover margin, they gave up .3 turnovers per game. That was number 25 in the league. Uh, Look, I mean, they brought in Todd Gurley. They brought in Hayden Hurst to replace uh, Hooper. Um you know, we'll see if Gurley has anything left in the tank. Uh, Hurst was a backup for the Ravens and, and performed pretty well when Mark Andrews went out. Uh, they are going to rely in their secondary on rookie corner A.J. Terrell because he's going to have to start immediately. And in a division where you've got Teddy Bridgewater, and, who is, you know, okay, fine, whatever. But then you got Tom Brady and you've got um, uh, Drew Brees. That, that's going to be a problem because I think they're going to pick on him quite a bit. This team is too good to tank and not good enough to make the playoffs. I think they drop off a game from what they were last year. I mean, they got all the offensive talent in the world, right? But the defense is still a major problem, which is kind of crazy for a defensive coach. That's what Quinn was. Like, he was supposed to come in and revamp that defense. He hasn't done it a single time. Uh, I've got him going 6-10 and 10 this year. I've got him going under that 7.5 and, and, and pretty significantly here. I, I just... I couldn't find the wins. I couldn't. I don't. It. I want good things for the city of Atlanta. I want good things for this uh, for this franchise. I just couldn't find the wins. I did my sheet. Came up with four and twelve. I'm sticking with four and twelve. So the other day we covered the NFC North. Okay. Everyone talked about how Matt Patricia, first coach fired, first coach fired. I said, Whoa! No, 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 no. Not yet. They're going to be too good. They're going to win too many games. Then we did the AFC North. And everybody said, Adam Gates, first coach fired, first coach fired. No, no, no. The new GM that they just hired is BFF with Adam Gates. I think you got to fire both of them. They literally just hired that guy this year. I don't think they're going to do that. I think his job is safe. This guy, first coach fired. Book it. Plus 1,000. Because if he starts off 0-4 or 1-5, one and four, something like that, like he did last year. And it's it's completely God. possible. 
yanked, and his schedule is tough. And I don't care how he starts off this year. At the end of the year, he ain't finishing like the way he finished last year. That's for damn certain. Have you got the schedule in front of you? Uh, no, but I looked at it right before he came up. I can pull it up right now. I, I know he finishes with the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Bucks as his last three games. And I'm going to tell you, that is LLL. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, it's, but the beginning of the schedule was was pretty tough. Um, yeah, I don't think I think I think they have a tough draw. I just don't remember. You pulling it up? Yeah, I'm trying to get it. Hold on. Here we go. All right. So Atlanta's schedule to start with is the Seattle at Seahawks. Dallas. Yeah, the Seahawks at the Cowboys, the Bears at the Packers, Carolina at the Vikings, the Lions. I'm at telling the Panthers. you, man, I don't yeah. see wins here. You're going to beat up on the Panthers. As we get through this, I think this is the division of the haves and the have-nots more than any other division in the league. But you're going to, you, outside of the Falcons and, and you know, I mean, outside of the Panthers and, you know, maybe the Raiders aren't great. Maybe the Chargers struggle. I don't know where you're finding wins, man. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I, I, I put them at 6 and 10, and I felt like that was actually kind of generous. I, thought, so. I, th- I, I think it is generous. I do. But. Like I said, I, I don't know. Uh, they is, got a, they got a lot of offensive weapons, man. They, they, I know they, I know they do. I know they'll be able to score. Um, of course, they weren't able to score a couple of years ago. And but to say man. those offensive weapons hadn't scored a lot lately. I know you, you got a valid point there. You got a valid point. All right, let's dive into the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule comes in in his debut season, and uh, and we are ready to rock and roll. Um, Five and a half is their win total, and to go over is minus one twenty, and to go under is plus one hundred. To win the division is plus two thousand. Um, you know, I, I like I like Matt Rule. I like Matt Rule a lot, and I think that this team with Joe Brady is. Uh, hold on, I'm dealing with a slight emergency. Okay, got it. I'm supposed to be off work right now. It's kind of ridiculous. All right. Matt Rule. Uh, I love Matt Rule. I think he's going to be fantastic. I think Joe Brady bringing in Teddy Bridgewater is going to be fantastic because I think that he can do with Bridgewater kind of what he did with Joe Burrow. I think they can be really, really good. But this team has got a lot of building left, right? They they brought in a bunch of free agents. They they, I mean, this is the first team in, in ever to draft all defensive players. And they needed them because the defense, it, there, there ain't people there. <laughs> I mean, it's rough. when They, they lost Luke Keekley last year, and, and he was the leader. And they are, they are rough, man. Uh, it, it's going to be a long season, I think. But I, I, I love Brady. I love Bridgewater. They brought in Russell Okung to, uh, to, to line up at left tackle. I think he's going to shore up that uh, offensive line. Robbie Anderson, good weapon to have. Uh, obviously a former Temple guy. Matt Rule, of course, bringing in guys he knows. I you know, I think it's going to be the Christian McCaffrey show, but I also think you got some pieces to work with on offense. You just got to wait for that defense to find some leaders to grow up a little bit. Yep. Um, they're just young. They're just oh, yeah. so green. In the NFL, they're going to get picked apart. I, I going through like I, it's not even worth going through the stats. I mean, it, it, this is no, just a completely the, different team. The, the teams, the, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm about to say. Last year's team ain't anything like this year's team. So it's all fantasy. It's all fiction. Yeah. I I like. This coach, I like the coaching staff. I like Bridgewater. I I like a lot about this team. I've got them seven and nine, and Holy I might be shit. I might be a little bit biased. I'll say that. Okay, so I like this coach. I 
I like this quarterback. I got him three and thirteen. Ooh, gracious! Now let me let me let me give you a little Matt Rule history lesson. Okay, okay. This is my guy. All right, this is my guy. Right. Worship this dude. Love this dude. In the tank with this dude. Okay. All right. Got to Temple. Temple was bad at football. First year they won two games. Second year they won six games. Third and fourth year won ten games. Jumps to Baylor. What did he do first year at Baylor? Yeah, it was really bad. One eleven. What one win? Yeah. Then year two. Seven wins. Then year three, 11 wins. Year one is always a scrap year for Matt Rule. It's just, it, I don't think the NFL is going to be, I don't think you're going to be able to be better at the pros than you were at college. I think your first year is getting in this locker room, figuring out who do I want to stay in this locker room and who do I want to get the hell out of this locker room. Okay. We don't care about winning and losing. We're going to try to win every game, but really I'm just evaluating everybody over the course of the season. And then next year, there you we'll go. Bring in my guys who I need my guys, and then we'll start getting better, okay? I believe I believe your record will be a good record next year without even knowing what the team looks like because I trust Matt Rule. They will not, they will not be a six-win football team next year. They will be better than that. I trust this man. Okay. But this year, this year they're going to scrap and claw and fight with their t- fingernails to get to three. Okay. I think they're going to be a tough out. I don't yeah. think – these teams that I, I think like I said, are going to win two wins or three wins, this is the NFL. I don't think they're just going to get blown out every game. The difference between winning and losing in the NFL is so small. It's so hard. All these games down come down to the fourth quarter, and who makes mistakes and who doesn't? I'm going to tell you, nine rookies on defense, yeah, they're going to make a lot of mistakes at the end of the games. <laughs> you, you got a valid point. That's going to happen. You got a valid point. So, I, so like I, I know that I'm biased on this one. I know. I, I love. I love this man, and I think I want Teddy to be good. This is just not how it's going to work. That team doesn't have enough talent. No, this is this don't. is a rebuild job from from the foundation. Your up. best player cannot be a running back and win in the NFL anymore. That that's truth. That's that's just the truth. You you have a very valid point, uh, and I I trust you on this. So I, it, this is not one that I'm going to bet on. I had um, to look back to make sure he. W- was he that bad his first year at all these other schools? He was that bad. He was that he bad. Was that well, bad. because he, he tears it all down. Well, and because the programs he took over were that bad, and he just oh, yeah, yeah. He breaks them to nothing. And I, they don't have to destroy this. Pro. It's the pros. It's not college. But I I think the fact that they didn't spend a single nickel on a defensive player is I, I want to bring my guys in on defense. I want to bring guys in that I want, but they're not going to be good now. They're going to be good later. So we just spend all our money on offense for right now, and and you know we'll just we'll go at that, and then we'll just try to win the best we can. Uh, yeah, you got a point. You I got hope a point. I'm wrong. Oh, I hope you are too. I hope you are too. And that, that I love would, this man. That would make I love, my. Uh, I love this man. That would make my prediction look much better. But I, yeah. I think you are probably closer to correct than I am. So, um, so with that said, we move into. Up, oh, go ahead. What you got? Me? Oh, I thought you. I thought you were stopping me for a minute. No, I was just nope. taking a breath. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really in bad shape. Hey, it is all good. It is all good. Let's dive into the New Orleans Saints. And Sean Payton enters his 15th season as the head coach of the Saints. Not too shabby. They went 13-3 and last year. Ten and a half is the win total. To go over is minus 125. To go under is plus 105. So, obviously, they expect them to go 11 wins or better. To win the division, they are the favorites. Minus 110. Uh, that's about right on the line, right? Um, 
Let's see. Chris Carter jumped in and said, I'm here to get information on the dogs, not to hear a sermon on politics. That's a, that's a right. late. Uh, <laughs> the, the politics was like 40 minutes ago. Um, He's probably, it did. I think when they comment, if they come in late, they're watching it from the beginning and we're getting their comment as they send it. Yeah, maybe so, I guess. I think that's how this works because this has happened in the past. Uh, okay. Well, either way, either way. Um, so, with that said, um, let's see. Let's. Uh, we're on the Saints. We're on the Saints. Sorry, that threw me off completely. This has been a really weird day. Uh, the biggest thing here is Alvin Kamara. What are we going to get with Alvin Kamara? He's uh, look, fine. He showed up for practice day. They're going to work this thing out. Okay. Well, look, He. Uh, here's the other thing is he was injured for quite a bit of last season. He missed seven games. Well, he, he only started nine games last year. Uh, only scored six touchdowns. That's not good. That's what you want to. That's not what you want to hear. So, uh, signed wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. I think he's going to work well in this offense. He, he seems like. Uh, oh, there we go. Chris said came in late. Saw the comment. Sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, so the defense. You know they're they're going to be helped a lot. They brought in uh, free agent defensive lineman Malcolm Jenkins. I think he is going to be a massive piece for them. This team is loaded. Um, you know if Breeze gets hurt. Like, do you have somebody like Teddy Bridgewater? I, I think we could probably trust Jameis for a couple of games. You know, I, I think the team is absolutely loaded. Offensive yards per play last year, 5.9, and it's number six in the league. Uh, defense was not bad, 5.3 yards per play. That's number 12 in the league. Turnover margin, they gained .8 turnovers per game. That's number two in the league. At, they went 13-3 and three last year. I don't think they'll do that this year, but I, I've got them at 11-5. and five. I like them I to go them. over. I got them 12-4. and four. There you go. I mean, this, I this team good. is absolutely I loaded. I think they're really, really good. I think they could still be good, even if Kamara didn't want to play the season. Uh, Kamara's going to play the season. Kamara's going to be fine. They're going to work this thing out. I went a little bit in panic mode yesterday, but I think he's going to be fine. I think uh, I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Um, so I guess that only leaves us with one team. That's right. And that's the only would team be, that matters. That would be Tampa Bay. That's the only team that matters. The Tampa Bay reason I showed up today. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, seven and nine last year. Which, when we get to the stats, you were just the fact that they went seven and nine is just utterly absurd. Uh, win total is nine this year. Seems like that might be a little low, um, but okay. To go over is minus one twenty five. To go over, or to, excuse me, to go over is minus one twenty five. To go under is plus one hundred five. To win the division, plus one seventy five. And, look, I mean, Bruce Arians, we both love Bruce Arians. Uh, we both love Byron Leftwich. We both love Todd Bowles. Um, yards per play last year on offense, 5.9. That's good for number nine in the league. Defensive yards per play, they only gave up 5.1. That was good for number seven in the league. This defense was so good last year compared to what people expected. Oh, yes. I mean, they were unbelievable. I mean, they were they were number five. Todd Bowles is a grown-ass man when it comes to calling defenses and getting them ready to play. Yes. Um, that man knows what he's doing. Now, here is where uh, they became a problem, right? The, the defense it gave up some scoring and whatnot, and they were really, really damn good when the offense was not turning the ball over. They were number 28 in the league last year at giving up the ball, uh, 0.8 turnovers they gave up every single game. They gave up 41 turnovers last year. 30 interceptions, 11 fumbles. You, you just ain't going to win a lot of games doing that, right? They I still mean, won seven. 
Jesus. I mean, they won seven, but that's because they were that's, really damn good. Yes, elsewhere. This this team is is just. Well, let me let me read off the names. Not giving the ball away. Tom Brady, Gronk, Mike Evans, Godwin, uh, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brait. Uh, don't forget about Ronald that. Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, and they signed Shady. Like, I think they're going to be awesome. Uh, you, Mar- you named a bunch of people that don't matter and a bunch of people that matter a lot. So, uh, Like I said, defense was great last year when the offense didn't put them in awful spots. And the offense um, didn't go put them in awful spots yeah. ever again. I think, I think ever, you're right. Ever again. Uh, Mark jumps in. He said, hey, guys, you guys have been busy on videos. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We, we have been busy with SBR. We've been busy right here. And, hey, we're in football season. This is what we do. So it's time to get at it. Uh, I have got them going ten and six, and honestly, I I could have had them going twelve and four, but I I tried to calm down my expectations. Like I know that Tom is getting older, but I I, I tried to temper the expectations here. I've got them ten and six. I still got them going over the win total of nine. Uh, I think they have. I mean, they are going to be right there with the Saints at competing for that division crown. I agree. So, what what are your thoughts here? Are you, I mean, is this just going to be Super Bowl or bust? Or, I mean, what are we what are we looking at? A hundred percent. So, this is the best head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator combination in the league. There's not a one. There's not one better than this. Okay, until Bill Belichick actually names somebody to be defensive coordinator one day, that might change. But he he doesn't have defensive coordinators anymore, and so that's this is it. Okay. This is it. This team is incredibly loaded on offense and on defense. There are no coordinators that I trust more than the guys running this team. There's no head coach I trust more. They needed somebody at the helm. And I don't even think that they needed Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. The skeleton of Tom Brady is worlds better than what Jameis was because while Jameis created unbelievably big plays and excitement and could just sling the ball, his accuracy was insane at, at times, and he just gave the ball away. He took the sail out of the offense, and he, he left his defense out to die time and time again. This defense could be the best defense in the league this year when it's done when we're looking at scoring defense because they're not going to be – what do we say all the time? I learned this from Mike Lombardi. The best way to play defense is to not play defense at all. Yes, and 100%. I don't think this defense is going to be on the field so little compared to what they've been in the past because, A, I don't think they're going to score fast like they did with Jameis, and, B, I don't think they're going to get the ball turned over all the time like they did with Jameis. And this defense, minutes on the field, is going to get cut in half from what last year's was. Just cut in half immediately. I think if you're right. You think, if you think Tom Brady is old and can't throw the ball deep, you didn't see any of those playoff games at the end. He didn't have anybody to throw to, okay? All his receivers are gone. He's throwing to Philip Dorsett and a rookie named Nikhil Harry that that never was healthy the whole year and can't separate, okay? Yeah. And he, was sti- he still had zip on his fastball. He was throwing lasers down the field 25 and 30 yards deep. Now, nobody was catching him, but – he can throw the football still. Not worried about that. This will be the most accurate passer that Mike Evans has ever had thrown him the ball, that Goblin has ever had thrown him the ball. And we got a new friend, okay? We got a new friend. There's a young man by the name of Scotty Miller, all right? Okay. You don't know his name now. You're going to know his name later. No one knew who Wes Welker was until he got with Thomas. 
No one knew who Julian was until he got with Thomas. Well, you're going to know who Scotty is, okay? Okay. It's got him a little whitey friend that is fast and, 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 and runs just a bunch of weird, crazy trash routes, okay? Can't get open, but catches the football and gets hit real hard. That's exactly what Julian was good at. That's exactly what Wes was good at. And apparently, they've been working out all offseason, right? I'm okay. telling you, okay. this is going to be good. You're right about uh, uh, the running back. Oh, God. Which one? Keyshawn Vaughn? No, God, no. Uh, Ronald Listen, Jones? Ronald Jones. Rookies and Tom don't mix. Tom's not going to trust a, a 20-year-old kid. He's just not. If you got hopes for Keyshawn Vaughn in fantasy this year, your hopes are dashed. It ain't happening. I didn't unless, draft him. I'm all good. Unless Ronald Jones gets hurt. But I think Ronald Jones is going to be big. Well, even still, you still got all, Shady. So, oh, God, get off. Please stop. Please Dude, just stop. They brought him just in. Stop it. He's a veteran. I think he'll stop be fine. It. You know who they're about to pick up? You know who they're about to pick up? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I'm telling you, this team, I went through my list. I knew this team was going to have more wins than not. 14 and 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think, And I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. They're going to win this division. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Hey, you giving away, uh, uh, just, just spilling it right there. S- sitting out here for free. <sighs> Tom, Tom Brady is out to prove one thing. If you don't think this guy doesn't still have a chip on his shoulder from being called a system quarterback his entire time in, in, in New England, I think he left for one reason and one reason only. I want to prove that I can do this. So let me tell you how he's going to do that, by the way. Okay. The same way Peyton Manning did it. It's a little magic trick, okay? It's a little little magic trick. And there's a this isn't an original thought from me. I didn't know about this until I heard it. The, the Ringer Fantasy Stat guys, uh, or Matthew Barry maybe, talked about this what it was a fantasy guy that i listened to talked about it when peyton manning went to the to the broncos his first year and he just set the world on fire one of the ways he went out to get all those touchdowns was every time they got on like the one or two yard line he checked out of every run play and just threw a little dink pass for a touchdown and got a bunch of cheap little touchdowns to to fluff up his stats I'm going to tell you they ain't running the football when they get inside the the, the three yard line. Not 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 one time. Tom is going to check out all of them. He is going to try to break records and set records, and he is going to try to prove to everybody I am not a system quarterback. I can do this without Bill. Damien jumps in. By the way, said this quarantine life is it, Chris Hard? <laughs> no sir, no sir, no sir. I, um, I love I love this man. Okay, okay. Maybe I mean, more than, well, definitely more than, like, some of my family. But maybe in the realm of the people that I live with. I've got them 10 and 6. Uh, again, I I could see them 12 and 4. This is a, I mean, it, it ain't the easiest schedule in the world, but it does help nope. that they had a last play schedule last year. That's right. So, um, Thank you, Jameis. That was yeah. the parting gift that he gave them. That, that definitely helped. Or not last place, but, you know, no, not place. good. Not good. So... Yeah. You know, with that said, um, I mean, if, if you think they're going to win the division, that's plus 175. I mean, if you think they're going to yes, win sir. the Super Bowl, I mean, what? I didn't even look at the odds for that. I'd probably get decent odds on it, but it, it's not it, – I mean, they obviously went down big when they picked up Tom. Oh, yeah. And they went down big. Uh, but it's, hey, it's still positive. Oh, still it's positive. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, everybody's positive. Of course, of course. Uh, all right, so Mark jumped in. He said, uh, your videos are informative. Friends and I have been looking at the college games in Vegas on the odds. Uh, some bets out there that you guys nailed. Um, hey, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Glad that you are taking some advice. Uh, we will go ahead and end the show with that. We got eight more teams down. That means that we've only got half the league left to go. 
And uh, and I believe we're going to try and get in a show tomorrow as uh, our duties for SBR do not include tomorrow or Thank Friday. You. Uh, however, we will be on SBR's YouTube page, that Sportsbook Review. You can go find them. Uh, just do a YouTube search, SBR Picks, and you'll be able to find it there. But we will be live on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, going over you know the closing lines and whatnot for the games, answering some questions, et cetera. Starting next week, uh, we will be doing Tuesdays at 5.30, Thursdays at 5.30, and Saturdays at 10 a.m. live on the SBR channel to, uh, to discuss college football. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to be doing more NFL previews and whatnot, getting ready for the season to kick off a week from tomorrow with Kansas City and Houston. And, I mean, it, it feels it, – it's kind of weird. Quarantine has felt like so long, and this offseason has not felt very long at all. I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. Um, but with that said, we are – Mark said, see you guys at the pay window. That's what I'm talking about. All right, we're going to get out of here. Go on, like we said, subscribe to the SBR YouTube page. Head over and find our articles over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. Uh, all of our picks for this weekend's games, etc. And we'll have, uh, we'll have NFL picks and whatnot ready for next week right here on this show. We appreciate all you guys that jumped in the chat and whatnot. We, uh, we thank you for giving us an hour of your day at basically uh, at least three days a week right now. So you guys have been fantastic. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast you know, in case you missed the live show and whatnot, and uh, and keep dumping in here, man. We uh, we appreciate you guys. With that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.